Bond, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious! Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulkster, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward! Welcome to Broken But Glorious, I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined online by TNT, Extreme Wrestling Play-By-Play commentator Paul Kissock. How are you doing Stephen Paul? I'm very good Chris, thanks for having me on. Oh, huge thanks for coming on, I really enjoy Really looking forward to this one for a couple of weeks. So, so um, Paul has joined us to discuss TNT Extreme Wrestling's upcoming shows in Liverpool. Um, so before we get into... TNT Extreme Wrestling, just want to ask you a few questions about how you got into wrestling and a bit of the history of the promotion and stuff. So, um, yeah. firstly, um, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Um, first show I ever remember really enjoying as a fan and watching was SummerSlam 92. Yeah. But uh, I did the usual thing that everybody does, I was really into it as a kid. Loved it up until the end of the Attitude Era, fell off a little bit, mm. and then... Um, <laughs> When I felt at that time, when I fell off, it was um, I didn't have such a big break as some people. I only had like maybe six to twelve month break, but it was the independent wrestling scene which got me back in. Um, yeah. I don't know if you ever remember the Wrestling Channel, yeah, that used to be on Sky. Um, I, I discovered that, and then I started watching Ring of Honor and TNA's weekly pay per views and Pro Wrestling Noah and um, Gaia Girls and all those sorts of programs. It was like, okay, yeah, wrestling is still pretty cool as long as you stay away from WWE. That's the opposite. I, yeah, I got into it until about. I missed the whole last year era. I, I probably stopped watching about '97 when I discovered girls, beer, and metal music. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Funny enough, metal music played a big part in why I didn't watch as much wrestling anymore as well. <laughs> <laughs> I used to occasionally watch it on a Sunday morning if I was up. But watch, watch the re, the recap. Watch it in my room when I woke up and so. Um, yeah, I probably didn't get properly back into it until. Probably started looking up results again, probably around 2003. But didn't really properly start watching until about 2010 again, probably. When my son started getting into it. Yeah, so who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Um, growing up, um, I, was always, I was always a Bret Hart guy. I used to, like, even as a kid, like the, 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 the big guys like Hulk Hogan and stuff never mm. used to interest me. I was always more for the, for the really technical, fast-paced guys. So it was always like Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, um, Owen, Shawn Michaels, people like that. Mm. Um, and then my taste hasn't really changed that much. Like my current favourite wrestler is Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan, wherever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've always been that's always been very much my style is um, just the small technical guys who can tell a story. Yeah, my favourite growing up was Macho Man. So, so I was similar. He wasn't the biggest man in the world, but he. He filled the ring. But, <laughs> that's it, and, and then again the stories he told, and like the well, it's mentioned as a classic for a reason. That the story him and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat told at WrestleMania three mm. is still one of the very few matches um, that 
it's been hard to top. And like, considering how good the product's been recently with NXT having two five star matches in a single show, mm-hmm. that um, that match with between those two is still thought of as like a pinnacle of the art form. Ooh, and that's, okay. that says a lot for us for, for both for both guys' skill level. Yeah, and it's, even if you go back, and, even though it's thirty years old, if you go back and watch it now, you can still appreciate it for the art it is. It's, it's not like the matches were back then, where it was just punch, 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 fall on the floor, do you finish your move? That's it. It was a masterclass. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, did you get into the business once to become a commentator, or did you have ambitions of being a wrestler? Ever? I've, I've never actually had the ambition to be a wrestler because I've always been, um, I've always been big. Um, I, um, weight has been a big problem for me all my life, and and as a result confidence levels of mine have never would have never been great so the idea of standing in a wrestling ring in, in front of all those people terrified me but um, I, I enjoy talking about wrestling yeah. so um, we not so long ago about, about a few years ago now um, I used to um, be on a podcast called Brit Rest Chat yeah. Where we were one of the first first podcasts to purely focus on the British scene. We didn't talk about anything um, from WWE or it was always just about the likes of um, Progress when they first started. Um, we had um, Jim on to talk about Progress as one of the first interviews they did to hype up that product, mm-hmm. which was uh, which was a bit of a guy for us. We were one of the first people to have Tyler Bate and Chris Brooks and people like that on when people didn't even know who they were. Um, and then, for, ironically enough, when we stopped doing the podcast because life got in the way, yeah. um, that's when the British wrestling scene exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's loads of podcasts um, doing they're doing a really good job of putting a spotlight on the British wrestling scene, which I'm really happy that that, that it's still happening. But it's like slightly gutting that we were on the first, and we just um, just things stopped us doing it. Um, but as a result of doing the podcast, um, a guy named Nick Hughes, who um, used to book for TNT, um, TNT it was their, only their second ever show. Um, the first show was it's kind of a job lot show that the, the owner had, had bought in from another guy to come and put on a show at the venue called the Black E in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and it went well, So, but the second show he wanted to start doing stuff of his own rather than relying on other people. And Nick approached me because he'd heard me on the podcast, knew I was knowledgeable about, about the British wrestling scene, knew I had a passion for it, and asked me to if I wanted to, to commentate. And the thought hadn't popped into my head, but I took him up on his opportunity. And two and a bit years later, I'm still there. I'm the main play-by-play voice on the product. Um, I'm helping produce um, commentary for the Ignition show coming up, even though it's not my voice, I'll be there helping those guys out. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 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 interesting how the fact that I just used to like going to British wrestling shows and wanted to talk about it has turned into um, me being part of a company who, and bad yes, I'm being biased, but we're doing a lot of things right at the moment, and we're starting to get a bit more momentum, and it's, it's, it's nice to see. So take us back to your first show of commentating. What was the nerves like? Looking back in hindsight, do you think you did a really a good job? Or? Um, I was petrified, if I'm <laughs> honest. Um, and what made it worse, in a way, was I um, it was my first time ever commentating, and I was part of a three man 
team. Yeah. Um, and I was the one who was supposed to kind of keep things on the rails, and had, having never done any sort of commentary before outside of the odd little guest match thing where um, a friend's promotion down south, mm-hmm. um, EWA, I, I just kept thinking, um, how am I going to do this? And I'll be honest, the first half of the show, I was shocking. Um, but then as the show wore on and we started to get to those big marquee matches, um, it was just, it just became, got a lot easier. Um, and the main event I got to call that night was Big Demo as Killian Dane as he is now, yeah. teaming up with Dave Mastiff against the UK Hooligans. Um, and it was, that match was an absolute pleasure to call. And that's what I, I got bit by the bug at that point. It was like, okay, I can do this and I can get better at this. And I think I have, I still, I'm still my own worst critic. <laughs> but um, if you're and most creative people are, um, and I wouldn't even say I was that much of a creative person, if I'm honest. <laughs> I just uh, I just enjoy talking about wrestling with uh, no matter who I'm doing it with. Was there somebody you wanted to mould your style around when you started? Um, not really. Um, the people I've always gravitated to and really enjoyed as people, the likes of Mara Ronaldo mm. is an absolute hero of mine. And um, if if I could have, if I could be even remotely close to the style that he does, then I'd be happy because he just seen. I'm not as energetic as him. I don't think anybody on the planet is as energetic as him. Hmm. But the uh, the fact that he's just, just got a knowledge, he knows the moves, and he's um, he's good at getting the more complex aspects of stories across on his commentary. That's what I I, I try and do every time and. Also, just to try and give me me colour guy, whoever that happens to be, something more to feed off. You don't try and drop in lots of Liverpool base pop references and stuff quickly, does it? That's half, half <laughs> no, I, I, I took that aspect <laughs> of my own to work. Um, I, I do, um, obviously, um, you can tell by my accent, I'm a scouser, I'm mm. proud of it. I haven't got the strongest Liverpool accent, thankfully, so people can still understand me on the commentary. But... Um, I do try and drop the odd little thing in here and there, but just not to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what's some of the most memorable matches you've announced so far? Um, most memorable matches, there's two that really stand out just from being two of the best matches I've seen, never, never mind called, and yeah. that was Pete Dunne versus Will Ospreay for the number one contendership yeah. um, this, this time last year. And then... Um, with our last show, Supreme Extreme, um, Jordan Devlin versus David Starr was just ridiculous. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard um, that match was amazing. That's the, the easiest match I've ever called just because it was so good and it was so fun. Um, but then I'm, I'm quite lucky in the fact that I get to call a lot of hardcore style matches as well. Hmm. Um, so they get crazy. Like one that really stands out was um, Soraya Knight versus Viper. Um, about a year and a half, two years ago now, and they went all over Fusion. Um, Soraya Knight took a bucket off people who were collecting money for charity and started to beat Viper with the bucket full of money. Um, and it was just ridiculous to try and case keep on top of, but those sorts of matches definitely keep you on your toes. Um, last last show, Drew, Drew Parker dove off the balcony yeah. directly in front of me, so looking down as Drew just fades and disappears into a crowd of people below was um, was, was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> he's one of my favourite, Drew Parker. I think he's going to be a huge star in the, in the future. 
he's fantastic. I'm absolutely made up for him, especially being the youngest guy ever to compete in tournament of death. Yeah, it's that 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 is something that even if you even if he only gets through the first couple of rounds, that's something that no one will ever be able to take away from him. And the fact that this is his ambition to be a deathmatch wrestler. Mm. There's no no um, there's not many feats that could top being in TOD. Probably winning it is the only thing that could top it. So for people who want, if somebody really wanted to get into commentating, what does it take to be a good play-by-play commentator? Um, it's it's um that's a hard one to be honest because I I wouldn't necessarily say I was the best play-by-play commentator. I'm well, as I, I always beat myself up about my work, and I get I get I get feedback from people that they enjoy it, but in my mind it's like okay that could be better that could be better so for me it's always it's always trying to strive to to do the best job you can uh, obviously do your due diligence if you if you go if you get the opportunity to do it find out about the company find out about the guys um, if the more well known guys they will have wikipedia pages and things like that and page match pages that you can get information on if not reach out to them message them ask them if there's any moves or spots or anything that you you as a play-by-play need to know the names of and need to get over. Mm. And um, don't get me wrong, most guys that you speak to will still just go, just call it as you see it. Yeah. Because there's not there's not as much of a, a focus on having moves that are named really on the British scene. There's, yeah. It starts to creep in more, but it's not as, as big as, like for example, WWE, every signature spot has got a name. Um yeah, there's about and, a thousand names for a DDC, and you're like, just call it a DDC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like um, the like Jordan Devlin actually finally gave his package power driver a name at our last show, and I was the first person to get to call that. But that wow. was three shows of Badger and Jordan of Have you got a name for this movie yet? Because I would like to call it something other than package power driver. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it, it's just more, uh, and it, it's been easy to work with as well, showing respect to the guys. It's, it's um, at the end of the day, you're there to try and make them look good yeah. as well. Um, it's not about getting yourself over, especially on the play-by-play side of things. Um, I'm happy if I if no one recognises me. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've asked people I've asked to have a picture taken of me show a couple of times, but... It doesn't happen often, and that's and that's a good thing. That shows to show that I've not put the focus on me. I've put the focus on what was happening in the ring, and that 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 that's the best that's the best job you can do as a bedway player. This is the bedway, the Northern Bruiser Drill. You're listening to Broken but Glorious. Yeah, so I've, I've asked the TNT Extreme Wrestling official fan group on Facebook to send in some questions for. First one, Phil Green asks, this is, Hi Paul, who would you credit with being your commentator role model and or best friend? <laughs> that would be Phil. He was my first commentary partner uh, from the very first show TNT did. Um, um, it was his um, his uh, commentary and working name when he was, when he was actively wrestling was Jim Powers. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll be honest, like Phil's helped me massive amounts like every time I felt like things weren't quite right or I wasn't happy with something I'd just pull him to one side speak to him and he'd always help me and give me more confidence so um, yeah definitely definitely fail on that front (laughs) (laughs) Graham Williams asks what has been your best match to commentate on in TNT you kind of already said mention this but yeah it's 
between those two, it's um, as as a, well. I'll give I'll give I'll give another option actually as well. There's technical pure wrestling. It's those two by far. Yeah. They're Wasprey Dunn and Devlin a star, but as getting as a storytelling match with just crazy action. We did a survival of the sickest match of it was the purge and the MOB of yeah. um, Roughneck and um, Keith Meyer um, teaming up to go up against the Mankey Union faction yeah. of the champion at the time, Bubblegum, Ashton Smith, Chris Ridgway and Sam Bailey. Yeah. And it was anything goes, four on four, elimination match. It was ridiculously crazy to, to try and call. Mm. But um, they told a really good story on the night. Um Keith Meyer pinned the at the time champion, so that got a massive reaction from wow. the crowd, and um, it was just really fun. Uh, it was just a really fun night, fun night. He also asked, uh, "What has been your best holy shit moment?" Again, there's been quite a few of them, but <laughs> one that really stands out to me was when we announced that Jimmy Havoc was coming to TNT. Yeah, because. To give a bit of a background to it, we we have two title, two main singles titles. We have the World Championship, and we also have the Extreme Division Championship. Yeah. At the time, the Extreme Division Championship was a bit more of a straight intercontinental style title. It was for guys who were trying to make the mark more within TNT, and we completely changed the way that belt worked. Um, Sean Only was the champion. He um, he lost it to BT Gunn, who is uh, still our current Extreme Division champion as I speak. And um, the whole point of that belt then was it was going to turn into all the matches under the Extreme Division belt are extreme or some type of hardcore match. It's a high, it's, it's turned into a hardcore, proper hardcore championship now. Yeah. And um, so BC Guns won won the belt. He stood in the middle of the ring celebrating. Lights go off. Video starts to play, and it's the announcement of Jimmy Havoc coming. <laughs> Everyone loses it. Um, myself and my commentary partners lo- absolutely lose it. Um, and as a, as an emotional, like just oh my god, this is happening reaction. Um, and the fact that Jimmy was going to be the first person to be with BT Gunn in a hardcore match for that title, it was just a, a, one of those perfect storm moments. Okay, you couldn't pick anyone better on the UK scene to do that with. <laughs> no, and um, we, we're very lucky that we've, we've got to work with him and hopefully we get to work with Jimmy Moore because he was absolutely, absolutely brilliant to, uh, to be able to work with and he's actually helped us a lot as well, giving us some really good advice. I'm guessing this one's an inside joke as well, possibly. Cy <laughs> <Si> Roberts <laughs> asks, uh, how does it feel to be cheered instead of booed, as was the original agreement? <laughs> yeah, there's a, um, a bit of a running joke between... Cy Roberts is one of my friends who I, I know from going to shows as a fan. Yeah. Um, when I started going to British wrestling shows, I started going to PCW and Future Shock, and it was always me, Cy, uh, Mark Pearson, and a few other people. Uh, and when Mark Mark Pearson started commentating for GPW Grand Pro Wrestling based in Wigan. Um, we we just decided to boo him just because we thought <laughs> it'd be funny. Um, and um, I was expecting the same thing when I started commentating, but um, they were they were a lot kinder to me, luckily enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we start, um, we'll move on to TNT ignition. So it's described as. It's bringing the best of up-and-coming performers 
and you're getting another chance before they become future stars of pro wrestling. So could Ignition be thought of as TNT's NXT? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I think that's the, that's the easiest comparison to make. Is um, And the fact that we're working with... Um, don't get me wrong, it's, it's an amalgamation of a few different training schools. People that we're using is primarily Fighting Spirit, um, based in McGull. There, that's um, James Drakens at Gibson School. Yeah. But then we've all we've also got talents on there who train at Wrestle Pro down in um, in, Chess, in Cheshire with Sam Bailey, and we've also got um, the likes of Sonny Durson who made his made name in Future Shock. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 um it's very much like that our sort of NXT. Let's give the up and comers a shot. Yeah, um, Leanne Marie announced on the live Q&A on Facebook that there will be titles come into ignition, so he's got a World Tag Women's and a Northwest title, so that must mean you've got big plans ahead for the brand. Yeah, definitely. It, it, this has become um, as ne- nearly as much of a focus of the Extreme Division shows, because the whole point of this is to not only give those guys a platform, but also to try and maybe cultivate some more interesting characters and roles for them to bring into TNT Extreme. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we're, we're treating it as as importantly, we're giving it all the titles that we would expect to be on the main TNT Extreme shows, including a new title, which um, the Northwest Championship, is, there's no equivalent of that on Extreme at the moment. Um there may be um, eventually, but for now, that's something that in the ignition can hang its hat on as being a genuinely unique. So the the first event is um, Sky's Limits on the fourteenth of June at Fusion in Liverpool on Fleet Street. So it's headlined by a very interesting match: Chris Chris Ridgeway versus Kev Lloyd. Yeah, I think that match is going to surprise a lot of people yeah. because. Not as much Chris Ridgway. Chris Ridgway's been a staple on our TNT Extreme shows for a long time. He was part of the, the big heel faction in the Mank Union um, until he got um, beaten up and kicked out of that group. And then since then, he was he was waning a little bit on the TNT Extreme. He was having good matches, but the, he, they weren't equating to victories. Yeah. So um, he wanted more. He wanted more challenge. He wanted more competition. So and then. So happens at the same time, Kev Lloyd um, wanted to um, transition away from Sexy Kev and the character that he's been more known for in the Northwest and put a stamp on things and go, well, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a serious athlete. And, uh, and Kev is, he, he legitimately trains in four different martial arts disciplines, um, including Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, catch wrestling and Sambo wrestling. Mm. So, and um, Chris Ridgway is also a, a legitimate martial artist. So, I think this one is going to be the technical showcase. And uh, uh, people were, but it's still a don't blink, you'll miss something yeah. as well. <laughs> Sorry, I think it'll be an amazing match. So, I, th- I think this match could still show to um, Philip Michael versus um, Sonny Dawson. Dawson yes, um, Sonny is some, someone that um, I've been wanting to get into TNT for a long time in any capacity. Um, yeah. If anyone's checked out the stuff he did for Future Shock when he was the Adrenaline Champion, taking on all comers, it was genuinely fantastic. He never had, never had a bad match. Um, the crowd were 100% invested in him, and that's the type of person we need to be using. Um, 
Philip Michael um, also though is getting a bit more buzz around him. He's still a young guy. He we had a fatal four way match at one of the uh, more recent shows in the dark match slot that we have for the extreme VIP members, and it was Philip Michael versus Dave Birch versus um, Seth Skyline versus Big Guns Joe. Yeah, and Philip Michael actually came out with the victory in that one and made a big impression on a lot of people so um, this is this is very much the person who is who is established as one of the best high flyers in the in the in the region going up against someone who's starting to get a bit of buzz around them so I think everyone is expecting this to be a, a cakewalk for Sonnet but it really isn't it's it's going to be a really interesting co-main event yeah I think mean, they could still show that match so, so you also have the uh, a World Tag Wars wildcard tournament. So, well, well, the first semi-final is two of my favourite local teams. So, you've got the Merseyside Murder Squad versus the Sons of Ulaid. Yeah, the, um, again, um, Set Skyline has been has been with us before. Dan Evans is well known, but mostly for the likes of <clears throat> RWA and Infinite Promotions and. So he's got more reputation, but it's very much a local reputation. Yeah. And um, him, him and Seth as a team are superb. Um, Sons of ULA, obviously, making big waves up in uh, the likes of ICW as well. Yeah. Um, so it's um, and this this whole concept of this little mini wildcard tournament on the night, um, even as someone who is involved with the company, is fascinating. Because the whole point of this little bit tournament is the winner of this tournament gets a slot gets a slot in the, the main Tag Wars World Tag Team Tournament on the TNT Extreme Division shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're going to go straight into that first round bracket against one of the more established main teams. And what what a Cinderella story if they could literally go all the way from ignition to become tag team champions. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, the other semi-finals, um, Crash Boats. I've not heard of Crash Boats. Um, I haven't seen much of their stuff myself, to mm. be perfectly honest. Um, I know they um, they're obviously very well trained. I think they've come out a, they've come out a fighting spirit. Um, Crash and Crash Boat um, bases bases a lot of his wrestling style on Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, <laughs> which is where he gets his name from. So that should be uh, very interesting, to say the least. Um, and um, the um, Jimmy um, Jimmy J and Chase Alexander, who they're going up against. I've heard very um, good things about these two. They, I think they're a really good team. They, they worked them. Um, they won the dark match at um, Supreme Extreme against Kev Lloyd. And I have to apologise to him and speak to him. I can't genuinely can't remember <laughs> Kev's tag team partner's name at the moment. But um, they, they won that match and. Um, Got the, got the chance to go into this tournament as a result. Um, so it, I think that it, it, they're an interesting team. You've got Chase Alexander, whose whole thing is he's just sleazy. Yeah. He's the guy who pretends to be your best mate, but then he's flirting with your girlfriend behind your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Jimmy J is the is a, he's, a, he's a pirate. He's the scallywag of British wrestling. As he as he as he calls himself, so it's a, a very much an opposite to track sort of team. But I think that one's going to be um, that one's going to be fun for the fans because you uh, genuinely don't know what we're going to get in that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You have a, a women's match. You got Zay Brookside versus uh, Lisa Rowe. I've not seen Lisa Rowe. I've seen Zay Brookside a couple of times. I'm really impressed with her. But um, yeah, Lisa Rowe. I've, I've only seen her a couple of times myself, and um, she's very good. Um, she's she mostly made made the name for herself in um, the, the Nottingham area, Mansfield. Yeah. That sort of um, neck of the woods, uh, and obviously um, Zaya Brookside doesn't really need much of an intro. She's um, she's she's only young. She's mad, but she's managed to get tours and stardom in Japan, and she's she's started to really make a name for herself. So, um, whoever comes out of that match as a winner, you have to think they're going to be one of the, the first names that comes up in any sort of um, ignition women's champion sort of conversation. Yeah. And the next match is a fatal four way, which I think would just be a really fun match because it involves Big Joe, who's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, but Big Joe, um, he, I hadn't seen him work before until I called that four way dark match. Yeah, and I was just amazed. Everyone else's um, was killing themselves to try and make an impression and get and get the, get the fans behind them and. He, he just purely did it on the strength of the character, and um, it, he's going to be one to watch. He really is, like especially if you like, if you don't mind a bit more comedy, and if you just want to want to sit down and enjoy a match for entertainment value. Mm. Um, but that's not saying Joe can't work. He can. He's just he's just very good at making you laugh. Yeah, the first time I saw him, he was um, part of a, a Royal Rumble, and it took him about ten minutes to get in the ring because he's warming up. Outside and doing press ups <laughs> and star jumps, the referees kept coming. He said, "I'm not ready. I'm not ready." <laughs> yeah, in the match I called, there was a part of the match where he was down selling on the outside until he took his pre workout and it kicked in, and he just went on. Um, he had a hot streak then and took out all three other members of the match for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Um, and I, that nearly broke me on commentary, and luckily enough, um, I didn't, but it very nearly did. <laughs> yeah, the match also has a fantastic Matt Fox, who's an amazing wrestler. I'm really impressed with the few matches I've seen of him. So, yeah, yeah Matt, Matt he, he's been, he, again, he's been around for a long time. If you look into all the stuff Matt's done, um, he's not he's not a um, someone who's just appeared out of nowhere. It's just, and this is, this is, one of the biggest stages he's got, he's getting to shine, mm. and, I, and I think again, he, people are going to be impressed. Well, I've seen Visage twice, it lose, both, losing both times, but it's quite impressive. Yeah, there's no one in this match who is. There's only this card who isn't impressive, to be mm. honest. And I think again, as as a persona and as as a character, um, Visage is very easy to, for people to get behind. Yeah. So it, it's going to be that it's going to be interesting, especially the interaction between him and Joe after the uh, comments made by Joe on the Q and A that um, Leanne Marie hosted the other night. Yeah, David Birch is the only one I haven't seen. So. David Birch is very good. He's uh, he calls himself the Star Killer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he, <laughs> he styles himself after a heavy metal, heavy metal Star Wars. So that instantly ticks two boxes for me as someone yeah. that I'm going to enjoy watching. Um, and um, if any, if any, I'm, not, I'm not making predictions because I'll be honest, I've, I've tried to stay clear of knowing what, what's happening on the show. I just want to just go go there and enjoy it, mm. help out and enjoy it as a fan. But um, I think I think Dave, Dave's, Dave's definitely one to watch. You, not just for us, but anywhere he goes. I have to look him up because I'm, I'm I'm hooked by. Heavy metal Star Wars. <laughs> I just want to see what he's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, is there any matches I've missed? Or is that, is that the whole card? Um, no, that's the whole card, because obviously then you've got to have the winners of the two semi-final yeah. matches meeting in the main event slot to, um, so to find out who's going into the Tag Wars tournament. So that, 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 that's the, uh, the full, full six matches at that point. Oh, um, sorry, we've got um, uh, Thatcher um, addressing oh, yeah. the crowd. Um, if, no one, uh, if no one's ever seen him, he is a uh, he's a Margaret Thatcher loyalist. Yeah, <laughs> stepping into a wrestling ring in a Liverpool <laughs> venue. I just hope there's extra security. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, some of the comments on the live Q and A was hilarious. What what people can bring to throw in that was quite funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring anything will be too sticky, should put it basically in your face. <laughs> Yo, everybody in the UK, it's your boy, Shook D. I'm coming at you live in living color, surround sound, letting you know that there hasn't been this much mayhem since the Boston Tea Party, and I'm just letting you know that you're listening to Broken But Glorious. <laughs> Alright, so we'll move on to TNT Extreme Wrestling, going off big time 2008. It's on the 5th of July. Fusion again in Liverpool. So in the main event, we have Joseph Connors defending his world title against his biggest and most imposing challenge to date in Volta. So what, what's the story behind this match? Um, basically, Joseph Connors is still undefeated for us. Um, he, he's never even remotely become close to being pinned, even in a, in a multi-man sort of environment. And he's he's been through everybody. He's he's been Wolfgang, he's beat Tyler Bates, um, uh, and all, and he's, there's a challenge looming in the background. Pete Dunne is still number one contender, but mm. due to Pete's commitments, he's not been able to cash in that shot yet. So it's just been a case of well, who's the best competition we can find for Joe, and, uh, and Walter definitely fits into that <laughs> yeah. category, especially the year he's had in 2017 and 2018 so far. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's I, I and that's one I genuinely can't wait to call because I've I've um, I, I've got a few ambitions as as part of commentating. There's a few people that I've, I've said I'd love to call a match of theirs. Um, some of them are my friends who I've known from working at other shows. Um, the likes of um, uh, Tyler and Pete I've known for a long time, so getting to call their matches was always was, was what was was on my list. Um, um, Clint Margera is on that list, and Walter was definitely on that list. So, uh, and another gentleman who's on this card was on that list. So it's um, this one's a make Paul a happy bunny card. Yeah. This one. <laughs> The next match is a handicap match is El Guerrero against Project Superbad of Kip Saban and Martin Kirby. Yeah, the, uh, this one, uh, it all came out of our last show. It was the first round of the Tag Wars, and it was Martin Kirby and El Guerrero's Project Lucha yeah. teaming up to take on CCK. And um, Martin Kirby just didn't seem into it, wasn't bothered, brought out his new friend Kip Sabian, who was stood at ringside for the entire match and when they lost and CCK advanced um, Kirby blamed it on Liguero and him and Kip Sabian just beat down Liguero um, left, left him laying and announced they were now Project Superbad um, instead of Project uh, instead of Project Lucha Project Lucha was no more um, 
So Elagero wants some measure of revenge and hopefully, um, it's slightly biased, but I hope he gets it. Uh, um, this match is actually going to be in our um, TNT Extreme VIP package. Um, every show we do a VIP ticket yeah. where you get um, photos with with four wrestlers normally a woman a female wrestler two two male singles wrestlers and a tag team um you get um, professional photos taken by tony knox signed eight by tens of everyone who's there and early access in through the doors and as part of that you also get a exclusive match which um, you can only see live and this match is the exclusive for the four going off big time so wow. starting as we mean to go on that that's a um, main show carver match that um, is going to be available for our extreme vip fans that's amazing <laughs> So only announced yesterday you have a women's title match as um, Lana Austin versus Casey Owens versus Sarah Knight. Sarah Knight, yeah. Sarah Knight was the first ever TNT um, women's champion. Um, unfortunately, due to injury, she was unable to defend the title. Um, so it was um, she dropped the belt and um, Lana Austin defeated um, Session Moth Martina. To win the title, and so technically, Soraya Knight never lost that title, so she's come straight back wanting her shot. Um, and these two don't like each other, they have brawled all over the O2 Academy, they've brawled all over Fusion previously. Um, with Soraya Knight always getting the better of Lana Austin, which I know eats at Lana, so that that's an interesting dynamic in this match. But also, you've got Casey Owens in there who. Was, came the closest to pinning Lana in the gauntlet match that we had at Supreme Extreme where Lana retained. Mm. Um, but because of the impression that um, she made, TNT management have granted her another shot. Um, it was, I believe it was initially going to one-on-one until um, Soraya rightfully uh, wanted her chance back at the belt as well. So it just makes it a very hard night for Lana especially <laughs> to try and retain that title when you think of who she, who she's in there with this what long time multiple time women's champion in Scotland in Casey Owens and one of the the, 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 the um, patriarchs the, the corner post of British wrestling in Soraya Knight yeah it's going to be amazing I think. <laughs> so, so, um, then you've got um, Jordan Devlin is coming off a of match of the year against David Starr as you mentioned before um, and he has kind of has he has a huge roadblock in his goals. Gets shot at the TNT World Championship. He's facing former Dragon Gate star. I hope I pronounced this right. <laughs> Naoki Tanazaki. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Naoki Tanazaki. He's a former Open the Brave Gate champion yeah. uh, for Dragon Gate, which is the secondary title behind the the Dream Gate. Um, and he's also a, I believe it's three times, if not more, um, Triangle Gate champion as yeah. far as part of various factions. And this is this is someone who may not be that well known to a lot of people because if you Dragon Gate, I I personally love it, but it is a, a bit of a niche product, um, especially on the Japanese wrestling front. Um, so this one's going to be interesting from a how the fans are going to react point of view because mm. Jordan Devlin is he's brash he's cocky he makes no bones about the fact that he doesn't 
like anyone. He just wants to be there, beat someone up, and then and then get his get his get his shot at the belt. But the last two shows, because of the performances he's been having in his matches, he's been getting more of a reaction from the crowd and more more love from the crowd, which is. Um, Really interesting to see because like he's come in and he he calls himself the import killer. He's he he's the import who's fight coming in from Ireland just to kill all the favourites. Yeah. <laughs> um. And Tanazaki, while he might not be as well known as um, some other Japanese talent um, that that are around the scene at the moment, he's nothing to take lightly. And uh, this one is going to be a really good match. Uh, I think anything involving Jordan Devlin for 2017 or 2018 had gold written all over it, and I don't think this is going to be any different. Yeah, Tanazaki is also going to be part of the show it's local to me in Vessel Island. So when they announced him, I looked up a couple of matches, and he's, he's quite phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, the, um, and I think this... This is probably the biggest match that he's got on his little talk. Most of the, I know he's doing things like um, he's doing things like attack, and he's doing some of the other bigger indie promotions. Mm. But it's mostly like multi-man stuff, and he's in quite a lot of tags and and things like that. So this um, this is his biggest singles match that I've seen him announced for, and so this is really going to show what he can do. So I, th- I think they're all the matches have been announced so far, unless I've missed one. No, I think that that's it for the um, the going off big time at the moment. Obviously, after ignition, they were going to be announcing the tag wars matches. Yeah. Um, we have, there will be two tag wars first round matches on that show, um, and the, there will be a match involving our extreme division champion BT Gun as well. Um, Looking at well, looking at the poster, you can see as well that two of the teams that are who are going to be in tag wars matches on that night are going to be Aussie Open and the Mankey Union of Ashton Smith, now WWE UK's Ashton Smith, yeah. and Sam Bailey. Yeah. Well. So, um, the, the, whichever if they end up against each other, if they end up against other people, that's a really good first first round bracket. Um, they, whoever advances, will join the Purge, the Kings of the North, CCK, and the MOB. Yeah. In the next round. I love the MOB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the MOB as represented by T Bone and Roughneck at oh, Supreme okay. Extreme because uh, Keith Meyer couldn't make it in in. in in Roughneck's own words, he couldn't get him out of the nursing home. <laughs> so, so, so T-Bone filled in and um, obviously did a very good job because they advanced the second round over Polo Promotions, who um, are definitely no slouches. No. <laughs> right, so last question. Um, if you were put in charge of TNT for one night and you could make a free match dream card with one women, one tag and one main event, what matches would you choose? Is this just British guys or... Uh, if you try and use people who are regulars in TNT. Okay, so um, women's match-wise, um, I'd love to see um, Viper come back yeah. and have another um, knockdown drag-out brawl with Saturday Night, because that was ridiculous <laughs> uh, the first time they did it. Um, tag-wise, um, it's going to have to be... Um, Hmm. 
CCK versus the Aussie Open. Wow. Because I know I know what they can do, and I think it's just that that would just be ridiculous, especially in the sort of environment that our fans cultivate. And as a main event match, um, I'd actually say um, BT Gun versus Jordan Devlin wow. would be very, very, very good. I think BT Gun's one of the most underrated guys on the British scene. Yeah, yeah he's finally starting to get that. Um, get that notoriety now but it, it's taking it's taking a long time and he definitely deserves it he's he's, he's doing us proud as our extreme division champion at the moment the matches he's had with whether it was the four way with T-Bone Roughneck and Stevie Boy and him or whether it was him versus Drew Parker uh, him versus Jimmy Havoc um, he's not had a bad match for us and um, I just think he's he's definitely one to watch over 2018 Right, so info about the events and how to get tickets and stuff will be in the description below this article. Do you want to promote any social media before you go? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrTNT underscore PK. Um, if anyone out there are gamers, I'm on um, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network as Dead Soul 2004. Dead Soul 2004. So... Um, Feel free to add me. I, I'm on there most times, um, and uh, as I, as I said, I just like to interact with people, talk about wrestling, um, and I'll always try and respond if people message me. It's the first time anyone's ever put their game in tag. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've really enjoyed speaking to you again. I'd love to have you on again in the future. So. Yeah, I'm more than up for it. It's been really, really fun talking.